Welcome to Miles Apart Podcast. We're your host, Miles Goggin. This is Jess. I think that sounded like He's... a question more than it's that. <laughs> Ron Jess. Burgundy? Yeah, no, this is Jess. Definitely. Oh, man. How you doing, Jess? I am doing fantastic. I fantastic? Yeah. I, 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 Jeez. I take it down a notch. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah, you're doing, doing all right. You're just fine. Doing about as there's good a as virus, everybody. there's an outbreak, everybody's quarantined. You know, look at me over here, just fantastic. Fan fucking douche. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing good. But um so on on this episode we're gonna be recapping, kinda discussing uh the last dance, episodes three and four. If you didn't get a chance last week, uh we our last week's episode was on episodes one and two, and you know, this is a ten part series. For the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, their last season, what have you. If you're if you to the point that you're listening to a podcast recap, I'm sure you know what the last dance is. So uh, we're going to be discussing episodes three and four here, Jess. So why don't you take it away? Yeah, and it's uh, not really a recap. You guys already saw it. Kind of just like our thoughts. We thought like Rodman was... The Rodman episode, episode three, which was kind of last split that I was between looking those. forward. No, I said like, like on last week's episode, I was like, I can't wait for the Rodman episode. And I would say it did not disappoint. It, no, definitely did not disappoint. Like Rodman had some demons, and um, he was cool about them. He, he was like, "Yeah, man, these are my demons." <laughs> you know, he he had it rough from the get go. They they let that know he had a rough childhood. So he was sleeping mm. in people's backyards, like around a lot of crazy stuff and then those people are like yeah man you could crash here but just just not inside <laughs> right but um they kind of split episode three between that and kind of like they do introduce you to the bad boy pistons and then you know um how mj just couldn't get over the hump in the 80s yeah at least. did you did you watch the 30 for 30 on the bad boy pistons i actually did not Oh, man, like, I'm sure you'll appreciate it because, you know, you see them, you see a glimpse of them through, you know, episodes three and four, you know, because like it, it, it kind of like they, they, they go through the bull story kind of start to finish, like is what they're going to be going through this whole series. And then like this is the chapter, the bad boy Pistons, but the 30 for 30 on them is crazy, man. Like, I think if you dig this, you'll definitely dig that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Um, <laughs> they were literally just beating the shit out of people. <laughs> like, that's not bad. You, you, you're not. You're it? not. A, you're not a fan of their style of play. No, I don't. <laughs> like Bill Lambeer just trying to like. You take like, away the clothesline. You take away his clothesline, and it's like, <laughs> hey, man, that guy. He's just it's really like, tall. It's like it's like that SNL skit with Steve Martin, where it's like the NFL way back in the day, and then like one guy got the rule grandfathered in, like that he could have a handgun. (laughs) Like he was just running around with a handgun. Nobody tackled him because he had a loaded handgun with him. That's yeah. What they did wasn't basketball. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna knock you down. And then um, it's crazy, Rodman. You know. Going back to him, he was a part of this team, and then 
what's crazy is he was always the same intensity no matter what. It's not that like he wasn't his that personality. Pure, yeah, his personality. He wasn't that pure, was a, beautiful person like Isaiah Thomas described him as. Nah, he was Dennis fucking Rodman no matter what. You know, it didn't matter. Like Isaiah, oh yeah, and we'll, we'll hit on that. Like Isaiah Thomas kind of, you know, um, has been going around first take ESPN, other shows and stuff. Kind of, I think this is his way of huh. kind of clearing his side and telling his thing. And then one of the things he said was, I think he was on first take and he was like, well, you know, I was shocked when I saw the documentary and then that part where Rodman left for the 48 hour he goes i didn't know this was how they were conducting things like to which me, is that pretty was ridiculous like, it was like i'll give isaiah thomas that it was pretty like phil was like all right you know he needs a vacation but and then isaiah thomas is like you know like it was a cry for help and you know they didn't help him and I just Which feel like does... Isaiah Thomas is very just. He's not happy with the Bulls though. So no, like, they, like, you could tell they it. still don't like each other. Oh hell no! And then Isaiah Thomas cracks me up because he had this um, new, I think, interview or whatever he on was the on, jump. On the he was shows. on the jump, I think, recently. Yeah, and he was like, "Michael Jordan's the fourth best player I've played against." And then, like he lay, he like talked about Larry Bird being better Magic, but then this is the same Isaiah Thomas. Oh, who, who's back in the, the third said, Um, did he say Kareem? Did he play against Kareem? Uh, probably, yeah. I think, yeah, probably. I think I'm looking at. You, I, if I you're putting Jordan play. fourth on that, like you're just being petty. Yeah. He said he's the fourth best player. He said he's the fourth best player he's ever faced because um, he he said yeah, Cream. It was Cream. I was right. Mm. Uh, he ranked he ranked Thomas ranked Jordan fourth um, <clears throat> in descending order from Cream, Larry, and Magic. But this is the same guy that in the eighties, and many Celtics fans will kind of still remember this. Said that Larry Bird would just be average if he was in he was if he was black. Yeah, you know, he was just special because he was. White, a lot of controversial shit for Isaiah Thomas in this past week. Imagine that he's like, man, I'm having to talk this shit. Like this was this happened 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think the exact this is the exact quote. Larry Bird is a very, very good player, an exceptional talent. But if you were black, you would just be another good guy. And now all of a sudden, this good guy is better. Like, dude, just you know, Isaiah Thomas is just straight <laughs> up salty right now, dude. And like, what did they say in the documentary? Was it Horace Grant? He said straight up bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Isaiah Thomas, bro, don't. You're kind of making it sound true, bro. Like, he's on every show, kind of just like dropping salty comments like that fourth best player thing and then he was telling Stephen A. Smith how well uh they adopted our culture you know they took three of our players they took Sally they took uh Rodman and um damn it his name is the third guy's name is escaping me but he goes they took our physical defense da, 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 da. but like no, they had already beat you before they took Rodman, you know? Like, you can't just... I just feel like there's a lot of, like, him just throwing shade. 
it's who do you think who do you think's got it worse isaiah thomas like he's like damn man 30 years later you guys are bringing up this bullshit again or like carol baskin well carol baskin's killed her husband so and then like now the spotlight's back on that and then now (laughs) and now like like isaiah thomas and like the spotlight's shifted back on the bad boy pistons he's going on the jump he's going on all these shows and like talking about it again. It's like, do you think he's enjoying the limelight or no? I think he's just trying to kind of like put his case up. Because if you watch the documentary, it does make them look bad, which I think in their, and you know, in their defense, like it looks terrible. So he kind of has to say some shit. But also at the end of the day, no way that you can spin it kind of. Like, you did what you did, you know? Like, you say shit, but it kind of doesn't really... Like, just it is what it is. Like, you... Yeah, the fact that... Don't have to apologize for it, I would say, right? Like, you did it. Like, you let them, like, in your head. And then you let them get to you. And you walked off the court. I think for Jordan and the Bulls, it's kind of like... That's a double whammy, you know? Like, look at that. You... You like you did so well in that series, you know. You guys swept them. You guys got in their head so bad that they they ran away. Yeah, you know? the fact is, the bad boys they went back to back championships. Jordan and the Bulls lost to them two consecutive years. The Scotty migraine game was in there as well, um, and you know it's they just lose to them, and then it's crazy. The Bulls, the season ends the second time they lose to them. The whole team. Instead of going out on vacation, instead of going out to go do their thing, instead of enjoying the off season, they're working out again as a team. They were that driven. And then finally the third year, you know, they overcome the Pistons, they sweep them. And that's when the Pistons, with some time left in the game, walk off. And MJ till this day holds that grudge, which the director of this documentary does a great job of like, you know, when he hands somebody an iPad or a phone and then you get to see that person's reaction. And then, you know, you see Jordan and like, he's like, it doesn't matter what you show me. And it's not going to change my mind that he wasn't being an asshole back then. And I think it's true. I mean, when you guys beat him, he stood there and shook your hands. And then they, his rebuttal recently, or what I saw in the first take show was, you know, after, um, Game three, Jordan made some comments about Detroit being bad champions. That Detroit, Detroit wasn't. They, it was a bad. They were bad for basketball, and it was a bad their style. Of oh, play that they weren't real champions or something. That they weren't. Yeah, that they and it was bad for NBA for them to be champions, and they didn't deserve. Like you know that they were bad champions, basically. Damn. You know, and then, they left that out of the documentary. So they <laughs> yeah, they did, I guess. And then, uh, so Isaiah Thomas brought that up. And he said that Detroit was attacked, and that was their way. They were they're not going to acknowledge them. They're just going to walk away. But at this point, it just does like I think if you are going to go on some shows and say you just be like you know what it is what it is. That's, That's what, what Bill Lambeer said. He's like we hated them. When you, yeah, when you make excuses like this, like you say oh they well they said this. Did you not hear what he said about us before Game Three? Like no, like yeah, you guys when when you beat them. Jordan stood out there. And yeah, he said that he cried on the bus. It ate at him. And he took it. He said, good game, or, you know, good series, good luck. 
and then they lose. Like, that's the thing about Jordan. For him, in his eyes, they cheated, like, the game, you know? Yeah. And then he said, you know, they didn't pay their respects, basically, is I think how he saw it. And I think the other thing is with Isaiah Thomas, it's probably so fucking hard for that dude. You know, Chicago's his hometown. So imagine that. Well, like, let's not let's not hey. completely run Isaiah Thomas into the ground. He's like one of the most underrated players. Like he's a back to back. Like you know, he's a two time champion. Out of that, no, I'm not running him into the ground though. I'm no, no. That's what I'm saying. No, no. That's what I'm saying. That's probably why it's even worse for the guy because he's like you know that he's from that's his hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead of being their hero, like the Pistons become one of the most hated. Like the Chicago Bulls fans hated. Chicago hated Detroit yeah. during that time, you know? So, I think I can see why he's kind of like... And like you said, yeah, he was very underrated. And then not being picked for the Dream Team obviously was something that still bothers him to this day. Yeah, he said that, like, if if him not shaking hands or whatever is the reason, like, he was left off the Dream Team, then it hurts even more. But, every, yeah, and... You know, I think it's true, right? Like, I think Jordan is e- even if he that didn't was say the anything, rumor. I don't think Jordan needed to say yeah. anything. I don't think Jordan. I think everybody already knew. You know, they knew they were either going to get. They knew Mike wasn't going to want to play with Thomas, yeah. right? Like, that's just my Larry Bird. Larry, Larry Bird you... didn't like Isaiah Thomas that much either, though. Like, they had their issues too. So yeah, well, obviously, you know, Isaiah Thomas was saying the shit that he said. <laughs> I said earlier, yeah. yeah. Larry probably heard about that. Like, hey, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> like, I'm just Larry Bird's like, I'm, I'm convinced like... that's racist. I said. <laughs> like, bro, I said, like it's the eighties. Get over it. <laughs> Have you seen Eddie Murphy stand up? <laughs> seen how many times you use the F word yeah. <laughs> different times man yeah man that's what I said last week too that was one of my favorite parts just to kind of see what the world was like back then like you see Rodman you know like you see so much like you know that that was always like oh he it was, it was a legendary party or he doesn't sleep he can do this he can do that and then we get that in here where after Scottie Pippen changes his mind about the holdout and he says, okay, I'll come back because Scottie believes that if I continue to hold out or not play, they're going to start finding me. And then they're not going to trade me. They're not going to give me more money. At this point, they're going to be taking money, so I'm going to come back. And then, you know, Jordan said that up to that point, Rodman was a model citizen. And then now Rodman's like, well, Scotty's back. I'm the third banana. And, you know, I want a break. And he's like, what do you mean you want a break? And that's when Phil Jackson and MJ and Rodman are, like, discussing about Dennis's mid-season freaking vacation to Vegas for 48 hours. But I think, like, even crazier than that is if you go back to, like, um, they show, like, right after his coach died. I think that's kind of, like, when everything kind of is breakdown at the Pistons Stadium. And then I read a Vulture, uh, it was an article, I think it was released on Vulture, it had like some of his stories, or like 19 crazy stories of how he made like his 
how his life changed. He had wrote a book about Dennis it. Dennis Rodman said, wrote a book. That's the day. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't. I shouldn't sound yeah, surprised. And he said, yeah, when he showed up at the Palace of Auburn Hills, you know, when he had the, his rifle and all that, he said, like, that's the day when he, he I, he was like, I killed that Dennis Rodman, and then like from that day on, he changed who he was as a person, you know. And then, like, another crazy thing is he kind of, yeah, or, like, just, like, that, that, you know, at least he didn't, you know, do anything crazy. But I think that's when his life changed a lot, too. But I think that was following after the death of his coach also, who I think was a big, like, who kind of was a moral compass in a way to him, which kind of felt like, right? You saw that. I I mean, that's how I felt. Yeah, no, no, him and his coach had a really special bond. And, you know, they also touch in on the special bond he has with Phil, too. But it's a different bond. You know who else he had a special bond with? Another crazy story about him. You know, Craig Sager once uh, talked about a what? suicide. Yeah, he was, uh, I think he was uh, tracked down at, like, a strip club. And then he was, uh, he was like, he he talked about a suicide at the strip he, club. How was he going to kill himself at a strip club? Uh, Craig you fucking you know Craig Sager, like, you. like how many people did he tell this story to like yo, me and Dennis were both in a strip club and he was like I'm gonna kill myself and I talked him out I was like Sager you were in a strip club he's like yeah <laughs> so what Craig Sager said was you know he had the gun and he was in gonna do it and he was like hold him up yeah, he said he said that he found Rodman at a Detroit strip club called the Landing Strip, which is kind of clever. <laughs> this was nineteen ninety three, and he kind of talked about it, taking his own life. He said, "You know, I told him how stupid it would be. Uh, he was playing for the Pistons, obviously, you know, at the time, and then yeah, yeah he said that. I guess it's in his autobiography and all that too. You know who." Bill Simmons, you know, love Bill Simmons and the work that he does. Like, he's part of the reason we have a podcast. You know, I would say Bill Simmons, Bill Burr, and Rogan, say equally yeah. like influential and and for us wanting to make a podcast. But him and Ryan Rosillo, they were doing a recap show after you know the, the the last two episodes, and their take was that Dennis Rodman isn't interesting. They're like, he's just not that interesting. He just, they, they made it sound like he's very superficial. Like he did, he dressed a certain way or he acted a certain way to kind of get attention and then wanted to come off as this guy that's like, oh, you guys don't know what's going on with me or something. And they're like, well, what is going on? You know, like, and then he just never really said it. So they were saying that he wasn't interesting. What, what, what is your take on their take? I think that's fucking Yeah, ridiculous. I think it's like how. How is this guy not interesting? Let's just rock it off some of his things. Like almost killed himself in a strip club. Almost, yeah. All them, yeah. There you go. Talked out of it by yeah. Craig Sager. Fucking um, married to Madonna. Was he married to Madonna or dated Madonna? Yeah, or dated dating, Madonna. Yeah, Madonna like he's cute. Yeah, Carmen Electra. Still a smoke um, show, by the way. Carmen Electra, man. Yeah, he was. Really good friends with dictator Kim Jong Un, who, by the way, might be dead. I think. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't want to alarm you. It sounds people. like you're listing off like a Dos Equis commercial of like 
the most interesting man in the world. Like, it's... He was on The Apprentice with the president. Like, Bill Simmons, how the fuck is this guy not would you Like, would you say compelling? He lived with Mark Cuban at one time when he was playing for the Mavericks. Like, this guy... He... He went on like a fifty-two week bend, like fifty-two hour bender, and was missing, like mid-season. <laughs> the Bulls last season, like ninety-eight, where Bill Simmons, fucking Larry Bird, hurt his back paving. Now that's his... fascinating. Driveway, like come on, his driveway, like that. I think like, I think Dennis Rodman, like is and isn't a lot of things, but I would say he's definitely interesting. And then, like, I read somewhere online that one time he gave a radio interview while he was get while he was having, while he was receiving royalties. You you rephrased that like three times as you were saying it. Yeah, <laughs> and it still sounds terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I was trying to like think of the best way to say that, and it, like, no matter how you fucking describe that act, it still like you can't make that PG, right? Yeah, but. It's okay. I think our podcast says explicit, <laughs> but thank God. Oh, and then like he broke his penis. What and... the fuck? Hey, if we're just throwing crazy shit, I think this was I, like I said, this was like a Vice article I read on how this. three, and then like I, I, I think there's a whole video. He describes it in the video. Look it up. It's t- it's it's on Vice, I think, and um, it's it's a video on. Dennis Rodman talking about three ways he broke his penis. Like, he broke it three different times? Yeah, on three separate occasions. Like, a normal, like, an average person probably wouldn't break <laughs> it once in their lifetime, right? It's like a, a series of unfortunate events has to happen for you to fracture a penis. And that happened to him three would... times. Like to say, Dennis Rodman's just did Bill say he was just? No, they just said he wasn't like, like interesting or compelling or like I don't know what yeah, you mean by that. I yeah. beg to differ. And the, I was kind of just no. And then the craziest thing about this is a lot of the stuff you listed. Like he did all this like in the nineties. Like that. Like you know, none of this. Sh- like you know, like the way he dressed, the way he act, acted, and stuff. Like he did all that stuff. In the nineties, not not in two thousand twenty, like not now, you know, like could you imagine fucking the shit that he did now with social media and stuff like that? But you you see a lot of that throughout the episode that how much he doesn't like the media. He you know, at one point he says like, "Man, I I, I play basketball for free. We just get paid for the rest of this bullshit, having to deal with everything." He kind of he kind of didn't like. I don't know. Would you say he didn't like the media or he didn't like the limelight? I think it was just he. He was one of those people, um, and I kind of get that from like when he was talking to Jordan, where Jordan said, "You know, he didn't come apologize." Um, you know, there was that portion where Jordan wanted him. Yeah, to when step while Scotty was out, where when Scotty was out, and they kind of like elaborate yeah. on that a little bit. And there was that game where he he had a flagrant and he got thrown out of the game, and. 
Jordan was like really upset about that, and you know he knew how upset he was, and he came in his room and he like, asked Yo, you for got a an cigar. Extra cigar. It's like that was his way of uh, apologizing, and, like, and like Jordan knew it, and he knew it. Like he never he didn't say like I'm sorry or I fucked up. He was just like that. That's a good. That's a cool thing. Like both just, of them just have that understanding. Yeah, I think that's just how he was. He wasn't like that. And I feel like all that, the media stuff, the questions, how they, like, hammered them. And then I think that's just not something he liked. And yeah. can't Speaking about him, a different time, like, right? you see, like, he's walking into an arena with a Miller Lite can in his hand. <laughs> Could you imagine that yeah. in 2020? And then he's standing in the parking lot drinking and then just hops on a motorcycle and fucking zooms off. Could you imagine that in 2020? No, Dennis Rodman was something else. He was a pre- it was pretty interesting. And then he definitely was. I would say he was. I would say he was interesting. And then, so that was kind of episode three. Episode four kind of gets into how they finally do get over that hump, you know. And it starts with a lot of um, kind of what they touched on with Doug Collins first being the coach during these. Uh, runs in the late 80s mm-hmm. you know and how he lists off all of the things he's done with michael where michael became scoring MVP, champion you know he led the league in scoring dunk champions like all yeah, right Collins, like, you can't fucking claim that <laughs> <laughs> i i i play i coach you didn't even coach at the all-star thing. i told him the dunks <laughs> to do it's like easy collins dude that was legit his str- give michael the ball <laughs> like he didn't even he, he didn't have plays his plays yeah just, that right, was the time where it was michael. a lot of solo and then you know jerry cross one of the first people yeah. that he hired as a gm was what was his name it's like super american tex winter tex winter yeah, yeah what a yeah. fucking tex name winter, and then he was the guy that had developed the triangle best basketball mind i'd know and him and you know Phil, Phil, who was an assistant coach at that point. This is also the Phil Jackson episode where, you know, early on they touch on his next career, him coaching in Southern America where an official was shot apparently. <laughs> and then he was, yeah, a, he, he, he was and is, yeah. And then uh, he, you know, Jerry Cross like brings him in for an interview with the owner, but Phil's just just like whatever. And the owner's like, no. And then the second time that an opening happens, Cross is like, Phil, dress like this, say this. You know, they bring Phil on, and then Doug Collins goes, you know, during that season, I could tell that Phil Jackson could probably be the coach of the Bulls. And, you know, Doug's, Doug's like just sitting there. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, Phil's drawing up like, plays? This guy could do it. Yeah, I... he should be coach. <laughs> He's not just giving Michael the ball? stuff. <laughs> And, you know, as it went on and they were making, making a change, obviously for Michael, that was that was hard. And he talked about that because that's what the triangle was. It was taking the ball uh-huh. and putting it in somebody's hands who actually has the offensive opportunity. Well, no, to the thing is, it's more free-flowing. So it's it between like being... three. It's between three players. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm trying to and say. It's like of... you pass it around and yeah. find the best offensive shot instead of just having one mm-hmm. person be the focal point of your offense. 
And to Mike, that wasn't cool because that meant taking the ball out of his hands, you know. And he straight up says he Bill goes, Cartwright, yeah. Who do you say, Cartwright? <laughs> right, yeah. Like for no reason, Bill Cartwright's like sitting at home. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you. I'd want to shoot the ball with five seconds left. Then you know that was the stigma around his career that yeah, MJ's a great individual player, but you know he's not a winner like Magic and Bird, who are champions and you know team players, and that's how they won. So he really had to buy into that system of like lean on your teammates, you know, and then that's how you'll win from there. When he goes and he's like, who's he's open? a Paxson. Yeah, he's like, like MJ, who's open? Even later, like, Paxson's like, yeah. we'll get him the ball. And then Pac started sinking the shots. I like how Pac was super smug about it in the interview. And that's what Michael needed to learn to give me the ball. <laughs> All right, Paxton. <laughs> you didn't know we were going to help him. Yeah, and it's, they it's, come out it's once, they, game, once they had Pippen they guard like, magic, it was over. MJ even says it. Like Pippen's yeah, picking him up full magic, court. Yeah, they, once they figured magic out, exactly. And then I think they, it was the fourth game's the one where Bill kind of has to call Jordan in towards the end where Magic, where the Lakers are – it's a back and forth, back and forth. And MJ's not passing the ball to an open pack. Yeah, he asked him. He, he's a, he said, MJ, who's open? And he goes, Paxson. Like, well, get him the ball. And that was like when he overcame that, and you see that raw emotion, they kind of – you know, you see the video, and they say that was the first time yeah. you ever saw After, Jordan when like they, this. when they won it, because or the first, yeah, that's you know Jordan sitting there. There's that they they take that iconic picture, you know, of him like hugging the O'Brien Trophy and crying. You know, his, like parents are next to him, and they're like, we've just seen him like intense and like angry. We've never seen him with this type of emotion. And, you know, that was, and he even says it, he's like, I won a championship. Like I was finally like, they could finally mention me in the same category as MJ, uh, uh, Magic and Bird. What do you think meant more to him? That? I mean, that has to make it extra sweet. He said that, he said that beating the Pistons felt almost like, you know, as good as winning a championship. Or, you know, I think he said after he won like multiple, that, he would say that like beating the Pistons, like down, like he still hates the Pistons till this day. Because Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> it's a shifty mofo. But yeah, man, like you know, oh, and then towards the end of episode four, you know, it jumps back. Like you know, episode four, we spend a good amount of it them winning that first championship, and you see the elation, you see Jerry Cross and like freaking Pippen dancing on a plane. And then, you know, then then, it, then we jump back to 98 and you see all the shit that's happening. And we're about to go into the all-star break and they're playing the Jazz who, you know, they're fully anticipating that's going to be like a finals preview. And then before that game, Cross comes out and says, you know, if MJ leaves because he doesn't want to play for another coach, that's on him. He says that right before the All-Star break, before that game, the Bulls lose. And, like, that's the type of shit that was going on in that last season. And that's where the episode ends. So we're four episodes into this. How would you kind of rank your episode so far? The Jerry Cross thing? How fucking unnecessary was that? Like, in the middle of, like, 
the season when they're on. Like that's the thing. Like why do you why do you need to say that in public? Like that was an article that was posted. He had no reason. Like they're winning. Like this can definitely wait. And that's why it's kind of like I don't feel bad for the like I want to feel bad for the guy at times, but it's like some of the shit he did kind of really but, does you show know, where the ego was coming I'll, from. I was like, watching Dan me... Patrick's show and he had Charles Barkley on, and Barkley was like, "It is no way that everything is Jerry Cross's fault like that." He's like, "It was the owner. The owner didn't want to pay. He didn't want to pay Pippen. He didn't want to you know like overpay for Phil and stuff." And then he's saying that, like, Jerry Cross is kind of being looked at as a scapegoat. He's saying, you're telling me if the owner wanted to keep all of them that, you know, he was just going to, like, let Jerry Cross run the show like that? And Cross is logical. I think that makes sense. Yeah, if you think about it from that angle. He's not. He's not. But he did, like, say that. But that timing was just, like, what threw me off. Like, it's so unnecessary at that point of the season. To bring up, like, like just that, that, just that mindset like, you're having as a team, that your management saying that about you. Like, imagine where you work now. You're sitting there, you're working, you're doing your job, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to pay Jess anymore. Like, his contract's almost up, but you know, if he wants to, you know, we we might not bring him back. Like, is that is, is your current performance going to suffer?" Oh, this worker's about to like, <laughs> like... <laughs> win a championship of whatever he does, you know? Like, there was a championship in whatever this worker's doing. He's about to win it. And, you know, yeah, we're still not going to keep him around next year. It's like, but he's about to win a championship. Like, are you sure? Yeah, so I, I, I think it, it definitely it is made, on made, Jerry Cross too. No but it, like, there is definitely blood on the owner's hands as well. It's not just all Jerry Cross. I might be taking it pretty blood extreme, or, but yeah. like, you know, like metaphorical blood. Uh, I hope is it b- b- before we wrap it up? Is there anything you want to touch on before uh, we we sign off for this week? No, I think uh, we're. Oh, you got a baby crying but, in the background. Um, so we should wrap it up then. <laughs> yeah, we do have a baby crying in the background. All right, man. Uh, again, yeah, uh, this is should. our weekly recap discussion for the last dance, and you know, next week. Um, episodes hold on the team on math here five and six should air this upcoming sunday so thanks for listening you know um if you like the show please subscribe we're on the podcast apple podcast app on spotify um leave a review we're on the google play store for android users or google podcast yeah and you know thank you for listening um until next time This is uh, Justin Guggen signing off.